We welcome you back to Local News Live. I'm Nick Lawton, joined by Victoria Shirley. And here in just a few minutes, I'll be showing you just a few, a handful of the major stories being covered by just a handful of our more than 120 local grade TV stations all across the nation. But for right now, we're going to get you to some coverage from some of the biggest stories across the nation that we're keeping our eye on here on Local News Live. For that, Victoria, I'll toss it over to you. Thank you so much for that, Nick. Yeah, let's jump right into it. But before we go into our first top story, I wanted to show you a graphic that has, uh, <laughs> there you go again, Nick. Um, you get to see him twice. There we go. There's the graphic I wanted to show you. Uh, first, the first story we're going to go through is how President Biden is expected to give a primetime speech this evening. We will be airing that on local news live. And jobless claims have fallen to the lowest in two months. And the pandemic has affected uh, several students when it comes to reading and math studies. We'll dig into that. And Trump is denying any wrongdoing ahead of a hearing that's expected to begin this afternoon. All right, let's talk about our first story here. President Biden is set to give a speech on what he calls the continued battle for the soul of the nation during a primetime address in Pennsylvania tonight. White House officials say Biden will touch on what's at stake in our democracy as well as the progress his administration has made in protecting the nation's core values. Biden will give these remarks in front of Independence Hall as he makes the case that America's democracy is still under attack. This speech comes just a week after the president returned to the campaign trail and criticized Republicans who have questioned the 2020 election results. All right, moving on to our next story. Despite recession fears and the Federal Reserve's attempt to slow the job markets down, employers don't appear to be handing out pink slips. Let's talk a little bit more about why. All right, so according to the Labor Department, in the week ending August 27th, 232,000 Americans filed for unemployment benefits for the first time. That's a drop of 5,000 from the previous week, which, which was revised downward by about 6,000. And the lowest level since the week ending in June 25th, which reported 231,000 first-time job claims. And this drop, drop in first-time claims also beats expectations. Economists had predicted claims would rise. Now, COVID-19 appears to be having an effect on the U.S. educational system. Thursday, today, the National Center for Education Statistics released a new progress report for 2022. It says math and reading scores for nine-year-olds in the United States fell drastically since 2020. This is the first national report to compare student achievement from before and after the start of the pandemic. The organization says overall math scores dropped seven points, while reading scores are down by five points. This marks the largest decline in reading since 1990 and the first time math scores have ever went down. Educational Secretary reacted to the report saying that it's disturbing but not surprising. He also said it's time for the country to provide better support and resources to schools nationwide.
All right, turning now to one of the Trump investigations that is ongoing. A judge is set to hear arguments this afternoon related to the search of former President Donald Trump's home. Attorneys for Trump and the Justice Department are due in court this afternoon. The hearing is about whether a special master should review documents the FBI seized from Trump's home. Trump reiterated his request for one in for one in a filing last night, and Trump's filing doesn't address obstruction allegations made by the DOJ, but it lays out his case for a special master appointment. In it, Trump seems to acknowledge the FBI sees documents marked classified, but he has asserted that should have been expected with presidential records. Former Deputy Assistant General John Yu predicts the Trump team will succeed in getting a special master. The judge had indicated she was inclined to appoint one, and Yu says the standard for doing so is exceptional circumstances. He points out the FBI search of a former president's home is unprecedented. That's a wrap of your top stories. And uh, once Nick wraps up his local great TV stories, I do have one extra bonus story that we're going to talk about. But for now, we are going to send it over to Nick Lawton, who has a wrap-up of your top local stories. So, Nick, what do you have for us today? Absolutely. And once again, just want to reiterate that when we do this, we're only showing you just a handful of the major stories being covered by our great TV stations all across the nation. There's more than 120 of them, including two in Alaska and even one in Hawaii. We've got you covered from coast to coast all across the United States. And we're beginning with a story that we're going to be taking you to right now. The first story is going to be coming from our great TV station, WBTV, based in Charlotte, North Carolina, where a lot of shoppers were shocked yesterday when two, no, excuse me, three suspects led two police officers on a chase inside a mall, and that's when shots started firing. Our great TV station WBTV was there. Shows us what happened. Witnesses say Jordan Kakatian had been cutting his wrists with a knife before officers arrived. The body cam video then shows the suspect walking toward an officer with a we heard one of the shots go off, um, and it was very loud. Chaos. We both just sprinted into the closest store, um, trying to duck pretty low. Wednesday, inside the Concord Mills Mall, police say what started out as a 911 call to report stolen credit cards inside the mall turned into a dangerous situation. Officers arrived outside the mall and quickly located the suspects. Three suspects, police say, then took two officers on a chase through the mall. At the end of the foot pursuit, one of the three suspects produced a handgun. At this point, both officers, one of the officers said over the radio that the suspect had a gun, and both officers gave multiple commands to drop the weapon. Concord police say that is when one of the men fired at officers. The officer pursued the, su the suspect into the construction area where he fired the shot. The bullet striking the ground just in front of the police officer. Both officers returns fire, striking the suspect. Wednesday night, he is in critical condition. The other two suspects are in custody. No officers were injured. Shoppers and workers sheltered in place inside the mall until cleared by police. Workers at this TGI Fridays, located across from the mall entrance, saw the heavy law enforcement presence. Well, I went to go check my, my uh, get something out of my car. When I stepped out, it was just a bunch of cop cars out there, especially 
an enormous amount of state troopers. As questions remain, police are urging anyone with information to come forward. If anyone has cell phone video or video footage of what they saw, we urge you to contact the State Bureau of Investigation. You can go to our great TV station, WBTV.com online for all the very latest updates on this story. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, we now take you to the state of Missouri. Now, an astronomical association based in Missouri is trying to create more awareness for people about how that solar eclipse we all saw back in 2017 is soon going to be followed up, like next year, soon. Our great TV station KFVS in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, went down to the museum and asked them what it might look like. This is footage of the eclipse that happened back in 2017. Michael Tennisgetter with the Discovery Playhouse says two more are to be expected in the near future. We've been meeting for um, several months actually, almost probably going on a year, um, getting everything recompiled from the previous solar eclipse that was in 2017 and converting that information and making it relevant to what's going to be happening in the next two years. Tennisgetter serves as a member of the Astronomical Association at SEMO. He says an expo is coming to the Show Me Center on July 22, 2023 to focus on another event you may not even be aware of. The reason we're doing the expo in July is to touch on the um, partial eclipse that will be happening in October of 2023, all in preparation for the massive one uh, in April of 2024. Dr. Peggy Hill is the president of the SEMO Astronomical Association. She's excited about the partial eclipse in 2023 and the total eclipse in 2024. The path of the, that the eclipse will take will be about 100 miles wide this time. It was 70 miles wide last time. And what I'm talking about the center line is I'm talking about the center of the darkness, the center of totality. Totality, meaning a huge shadow casted across the United States, says Hill. The eclipse occurs on one day, but the whole connection with astronomy and with science, it's an opportunity to um, bring people together and make something that lasts for more than just one day. How should someone become involved in this? Well, it's part of our heritage. I mean, we grew up with the sky above our heads and it's one of the things that we have in common with our ancestors. Get ready, it's coming. <laughs> And now we take you down to Louisiana, KPLC, for our next story. Now, choking hazards always take on a more prevalent meaning with children. And if they choke on lunch at school and the Heimlich and back hits don't work, well, one school in Louisiana is investing in a solution, more de-choking devices. Our great TV station KPLC, based in Lake Charles, shows us how they work. About 12,000 kids are admitted to the ER for choking um, injuries, and that's really with food. Um, your hot dogs, your little pieces of corn, uh, grapes, anything like that is, um, is really the choking hazards that we worry about. Ashley Gale is a school nurse for Jeff Davis Parish and will also be training cafeteria workers on how to use 16 new de-chokers that were recently donated to the school board. So whenever the Heimlich maneuver or the, um, the back blows, whenever you're you know hitting the back when someone's choking, when that doesn't work, we would use these de-chokers. So basically this little tool goes inside of the mouth and you make a good suction on the um, student's face or even an employee if they are choking and you would take this, hold it, and then you would plunge it back. So it's basically like a plunger. 
um, and you, you do this until the food or whatever item is stuck in their airway comes out. Among the workers who will be trained is cafeteria manager Shanita Brister, who serves more than 200 students a day and says this device is very necessary. I'm so excited to have them because I'm, I'm just so scared at any given moment that a kid will choke. So with this, anybody at any time can grab it and help a kid. Jeff Davis Parish Superintendent John Hall says although they have other safety and first aid items throughout all schools, this particular device would be the immediate resource when an object can't be removed quickly. We're still going to use American Heart Association guidelines for choking. Um, this device is there for when we can't relieve the item quickly through the Heimlich maneuver or through abdominal thrust. Well, I think this is make a great impact. Go Tigers! I'm a Cerebo, 7 News. Obviously very helpful to have devices like that nearby for children if they are ever needed. And finally, we take you out to Oregon. Now, patrolling hotel parking lots for possible vandalism or car break-ins might not be a human job forever. Well, at least that's true for one hotel chain around Oregon. Our great TV station KPTV in Portland, Oregon, introduces us to Robbie the Robot. Yeah, here he is. You can see and hear that he's recharging right now, but Robbie the Robot is just as tall as me and patrols the parking lot here all night with 360-degree cameras. He alerts the front desk when he comes across someone in the parking lot, and they can talk to the person through Robbie. He's uh, different than a regular security guard, for sure. A loft hotel's security guard is five foot three, roams the parking lot in random patterns, and can even self-charge when he needs to. Their area general manager, Mike Daly, is talking about their security guard, Robbie, who happens to be a robot. He's 350 or 400 pounds. He runs at about three to five miles an hour. He's got cameras uh, 360 degrees around him. He's got thermal imaging, so if somebody's behind a car, they can, he can sense that they're there, and then he'll move his way over there. Whenever he encounters a human being, he pings the front desk. They can see everything that he sees, and then they can assess the situation, whether they call an emergency person, they call the police, or they act just if it's somebody who just needs help. They deployed Robbie back in December after dealing with security staffing issues. It not only is a cost saver, but we can actually consistently make sure that we have somebody here 24 day, hours a day, seven days a week. And a consistent problem with crime at their hotel. Daly says around two times a week, people were breaking into their guests' cars or vandalizing their building at Cascade Station in Northeast Portland. He hasn't been on the job for a year yet, but so far, Daly says Robbie's made quite the difference. And so we haven't had any incidents in the last four or five months. Not to mention, he's a fan favorite among guests who stay there. They uh, love taking pictures with him, they, uh, and he's good for that. You know, he's, he's kind of cute. You know, he looks like a, a, a really turboed out R2-D2. Daly says the nice thing about Robbie is he never clocks out except to recharge, of course, and brings peace of mind to guests and employees here, too. In Northeast Portland, Drew Marine, Fox 12 Oregon. Well, it's not quite the jetpacks, hoverboards, and flying cars that I was thinking I'd have by this point in my life when I was a kid. But I think I just watched too many Jetsons by that point. And, of course, we thank KPTV for putting that story together. We thank all of our great TV stations, more than 120 of them all across the nation. Again, that was just a handful of them. We continue to bring you more of these stories all throughout the day here on Local News Live.
All right, Nick, I've got some fun and exciting social media news to share with you, and we can chat a little bit after. Let's jump right into this news. It's about Twitter and something that everyone has been asking Twitter for. They announced today, and let me pull up my information here. They announced today that they are making something that we wished could have been a reality of realities. So today, the social media giant Twitter announced, yes, on Twitter, that it's testing out edited tweets. Right now, the research is just in-house, but Twitter blue subscribers will be able to use it within the next few weeks. So the rest of those in the Twitter world will eventually get this feature as well, but those with the blue check marks, they get to test it out first, and users will have 30 minutes, that's interesting, to make any changes to their messages, but readers will also be able to view the previous versions of the text. Very, very interesting. You'd think, Nick, that the edit button would let you just kind of scrub away those typos or, you know, but they're making, they're holding us accountable to those typos. I, I was about to say, thank God, and it's about time, but there seems to be a, a little bit of a caveat there, and I'm not really sure how they're going to display that, because if we edit the tweet, is there going to be an option where, uh, see what this tweet was before they fixed it? Yeah. <laughs> so is it, is it really, truly an edit button if the sins of the previous typos are still going to be there? Uh, Twitter has long trolled us with every new update they've rolled out. They've told us, no, it's not an edit button. No, it's not an edit button. And now they're finally doing it. So if it rolls out, yeah. I hope they at least see the sense in taking out those typos yeah. beforehand. You have to think there's going to be good social ramifications for that. Uh, hopefully it might make someone who's tweeting something offensive think twice within five minutes yep. and maybe even edit or possibly even delete it. But you, you have to think about all the reporters that's going to help when you're in the field mm -hmm. and everything's happening around you yep. and your thumbs slip. Yep, yep. Or you, like, like me, have the fat thumb syndrome and you're just like typing the wrong word or misspelling someone's name. That so. syndrome seems to be contagious. I think I got it too. <laughs> I think everyone has it. We have these small phones and they, actually, they, they were getting smaller for a while. This is a side note. But I, it seems like every update, they're getting bigger and bigger again. So that's interesting. Which I do appreciate. My pocket doesn't, but I do. <laughs> well, Nick, you are um, well-versed when it comes to Twitter. Mm. So much so that you have that blue check mark. Yep. You are a verified user, so uh, <laughs> Nick, you're going to get to be able to experiment with this edit feature. So you'll have to report back and let us know for the rest of the world who doesn't have the check mark whether it's worth it or not. I can't wait. I can't wait to take a look <laughs> at that and finally have an opportunity to finally combat the autocorrect of oh, my phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's just, instead of the fat thumbs, let's blame it on the autocorrect. I, 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 I think that's the time. best idea, honestly. <laughs> All right, so thank you, Nick, for helping me kind of uh, unpack that new Twitter update.